Welcome to this week's episode of Seen and Heard, industry updates for the modern dairy family. I'm Darby Toth, a technical field services representative with Western United Dairies. And I'm Melissa Lima, the North Coast and Organic Field Services representative with Western United Dairies. And we're here for episode 28. And today is a little bit of a special episode. It's our last market update. And in fact, our last week with our economist and friend, Annie Akmoody who's been with WUD for the last 10 years. So today's episode, um, we're gonna cover some important stuff for members, but we're also going to have some special guests on to wish Annie well. Well, thanks to everybody who took time to spend send in special messages for Annie. And this episode is going to have Annie's market update, her special, me- special messages, as well as fall water quality reminders with Paul and Melissa. And then at the end of the episode, we're going to touch on some news about small business administration loans. So without further ado, we will jump right in with Annie for her very last market update on Seen and Heard. Hello, listeners of Seen and Heard. This is my last weekly market update on the podcast. So I'm um, a little bit sad, feeling sad this morning, um, nostalgic, but dairy commodities have been doing really well. So we'll focus on that because there's plenty to be about, bit, be happy about on that front. Um, so the star of the show continues to be the cheese price. If we look at the USDA price, uh, blocks keep going up. We gained another 15 cents this week. At, we're now near $2.52 per pound. And CME prices, last couple of days, have even been at $2.72 per pound. So USDA prices still have a little bit to go up. And even barrels, we've been kind of struggling for a while. I mean, the USDA price is slowly but surely going up. We're at $1.79 now, so obviously quite a bit below blocks, but moving on up, and if we look at CME prices, they also have been going up with uh, barrels at 220 per pound. So really big uh, uptick there that hopefully should translate into an uptick on your USDA prices. If you look at butter, not too much going on there. Um, we've been around the dollar fifty threshold, you know, within a couple pennies here and there. Um, we're still there, <clears throat> both for USDA prices and CME prices. USDA prices this week were a dollar fifty-three, a little bit higher than that. But overall, um, we're really sticking to that um, that range on the butter price. CME non-fat dry milk price has been very slowly but surely uh, going up. We had a little bit of a you know step back last week, but mostly still uh, climbing on the right direction. We are now a dollar thirteen for CME prices, and USDA prices are just a little bit behind at a dollar five. And so hopefully we're going to get there in the near term. And in big picture economics related thing, USDA uh, released the the PPD. Uh, for the month of September. And after months of crazy negative PPDs, it's a little bit less negative this month at a negative $1.96 per hundred weight for uh, the base sound. So that's in LA. If um, you're in Tulare, if your milk is shipping to Tulare, for example, it'd be 50 cents below that. But this was the least negative PPD since May. And so this should be um, easier to look at on the milk check when you get that um, in the mail or by email. I don't know if they still mail that stuff. Um, so this was um, brief uh, market update. Like I said, good news, 
and I am very sad to be saying goodbye, but I know you guys will be in great hands with Blimling taking over next week. I'm sure all of you remember Tiffany LaMondola. Uh, she was at Western 10 years ago and in a strange circle of life is making an appearance again as your trusted economics expert. And on top of all that, uh, she'll be able to offer great support on risk management. So Dairy Avenue Protection Program has been growing rapidly across the country. Uh, it's not size specific, so it's a great option for California dairies and also um, the premiums are subsidized by the government, making them more affordable than a lot of other programs. So give her a shout if you have interest on that and you'll be hearing more uh, from her and her team next week in the next episode of CNN Erd. And I mentioned the great support you will get from Blimling, but also you'll continue to get the excellent, amazing wood customer service you're accustomed to through all the awesome staff that I'm super sad to be leaving. And so big shout out for being awesome co-workers to Melissa Darby, your podcast host extraordinaire, Anya, fearless leader, Paul, uh, environmental guru, um, and you know, Rochelle in the office, Norma, um, Jason out in Sacramento, Charlie in DC, all um, amazing people. And so you'll continue to get um, all this amazing access to great people in the future. So again, uh, thank you everyone. And I'll pass it back on to Darby and Melissa. Hi, I'm Jessica with PG&E. 811 is a free service to keep our community safe. Before you do any digging, PG&E will mark your gas and electric lines so you don't hit them. Call 811 before you dig. To learn more, visit pge.com slash safety. Thanks again, Annie. And now we're going to jump over to Paul and Melissa, who had a conversation about fall water quality reminders. As Darby said, we are pleased to welcome back Paul Souza, our Director of Environmental Affairs to the show. Welcome back, Paul. Thank you. Thank you for having me again. Always nice to be on. Yeah, we're so glad to have you. Um, Paul, the reason we asked you to be on this week, um, as you know, I participated in three socially distanced water quality workshops that were put on by California Dairy Quality Assurance Program this week up on the North Coast. And listening to Dr. Meyer's presentation was a really good reminder to me that despite the higher temperatures we've been having recently, we are actually just a few short weeks away from the rainy season kicking off in some areas and most hopefully areas of the state. And it was probably a good time to remind producers again about some wintertime best management practices. And then of course, there's some upcoming deadlines for dairy producers in some parts of the state. Yeah, uh, you're correct, Melissa. Um, the North Coast and San Francisco Bay regions um, have deadlines of November 30th for annual reporting and taking photographs and, and doing some things in preparation for winter. Um, besides that deadline, there's also some differences depending on which water board region you're in. It's amazing how different they all are. Yeah. Uh, but you know, these are we're going to go over some basic reminders that apply to everybody. Uh, the Central Valley Water Board has also been doing more enforcement on dairies uh, for winter time issues, uh, on capacity issues and things like that. So uh, these reminders should apply to everybody. Maybe they need to take them a little bit differently depending on where they are. Uh, but um, you know, preparing for winter, no matter where you are in California or as a dairy anywhere really uh, are some uh, very important things that you need to be doing. And this is the time of year to get those done. Absolutely, I think we have a few weeks more of sunshine but it's a good time to just drive around and do a couple of checkups on things. So kind of to start things off, Paul, irrigation of winter crops is essential. Most dairies do it. 
Um, it's important for the crop nutrient uptake, and it's important in a lot of areas for the pond capacity. Um, but we want to just remind producers that they need to irrigate when and where appropriate. You can't just irrigate because you need pond capacity. Do it on a crop that's going to uptake the nutrients. Do it in a place that is a higher ground where there's not prone to runoff. And really remember to check in with your nutrient budgets or your nutrient management plans to see when and where your irrigations are appropriate. Yeah, absolutely. That's a, a very important one that dairies throughout the state uh, need to be careful with and need to be paying attention to. Uh, you need to be apply, applying manure uh, based on crop nutrient need, uh, which you know does happen uh, in the winter months also. But uh, you know you can't be over applying. Um, applying you know during rainstorms, uh, runoff is certainly an issue. Um, next, um, lagoons should also be at their lowest point right now. Uh, hopefully they are you know, empty or, or near empty uh, going into winter and preparing for winter rains. Uh, it's a good time as the lagoon uh, capacity is high and um, you know, the lagoon is empty to look for structural integrity, um, sufficient storage capacity. And uh, summer and fall is also the time to manage lagoon solids if needed to maintain that capacity and make sure you have that capacity in your lagoon. Um, the enforcements that have happened in the Central Valley re recently um, have had a lot to do with this issue right here. Uh, lagoons that are full of solids and have uh, insufficient storage capacity. You get into you know, December, January with rains and those dairymen can't handle it. They need to be putting that stuff out and uh, it's turned into some serious enforcement for uh, a few dairies. Definitely, I know in my neighborhood, the manure trucks have been out and busy the last couple of weeks. And we like to have a rule of thumb that the solids should get out to the pastures or the crops before November 1st when possible. Um, and some, in some cases, you know, we use our common sense and, and may need to do it afterwards, but trying to get those manure haulers to your place between now and the first is a really good idea. Um, okay, up next, my favorite topic, gutters. Check and clean those gutters. Um, I have a lot of dairies on the North Coast where gutters are super important. We get 40 or 50 inches of rain a year. We need to move the water that hits the rooftop off the production area. And so gutters should be cleaned out. Um, any deficiencies in your gutters need to be repaired and maybe a good time to just kind of look at some areas where gutters might be beneficial. If you can add gutters, it's a pretty low cost way to move water off the production area. Yeah, that is important even in the Central Valley. Uh, if you are diverting clean water from roofs, uh, you know, making sure that all of that is working properly, um, that water is diverted, you know, into the flush lanes if that that's what you're doing and not draining into the corrals. And speaking of corrals, uh, this is also the time, uh, that time is quickly winding down that we've got the ability to do something about corrals before winter rains come. Uh, but it's time to scrape corrals out, remove that uh, solid manure, um, grade the corrals, uh, put in mounds for the resting areas for the winter, uh, grade and fill in holes so that uh, runoff, uh, you know, that they can drain to areas where um, they get pumped to the lagoon or, um, you know, automatic uh, drainage for those corrals. We need to carefully look at those animal lots and uh, be sure that, you know, when the rains are coming, where the runoff is going to go uh, so that we can uh, pump it or somehow uh, get it drained to the storage pond. Definitely. And just um, for our coastal dairies, a lot of those heavy use pasture areas where cows might congregate during the day to rest, make sure you're checking those, make sure that there's appropriate drainage where there needs to be and adding straw or reseeding those areas to protect them from the winter rains. It's a really good time to do that right now. Yeah, I, 
and some interesting things on the North Coast uh, traveling around with you on how folks do that using straw and uh, it, they really put a lot of effort um, and, and do a good job of um, you know trying to protect those areas, uh, minimize runoff, minimize erosion. So uh, I've seen a lot of good effort um, on those North Coast dairies that are not on flat land like I'm used to. Absolutely. Um, preventing erosion is the name of the game, I think, on a lot of these dairies. And I once had a water board um, staff members say, well, when it's raining, you should really go out and see where the water's flowing. And I kind of laughed thinking to myself, when it's raining, dairymen obviously have a lot more to do, but it's not a bad idea now when it's not raining to go out and kind of get an idea of where your sensitive areas are and just doing some mitigation early. And, and generally it's too late. I'd mentioned earlier, you know, uh, when it's raining, it's too late. The preparations have to be done ahead of time. This is the time, you know, we got this short window before it, uh, winter rains come. Um, if you're going to do something to winterize, um, this is the time. Don't wait till December when it's raining and then find out you have a problem because it's really hard to deal with it then. Absolutely. Speaking of that, winterizing the feed thinner is really important too. Um, removing any old silage, residual solids, things that aren't going to be fed, maybe refusals that have stacked up over the summer. Um, and then in those areas, we typically have some drainage. So making sure that the drains are open and ready for winter runoff is super important. Yep. Also managing solids, um, you know, dry manure or bedding from calves or special needs animals. Um, this is the time to do that, uh, to remove those, um, relocate those away from places where there's going to be, you know, rain runoff or, or puddling. Uh, and the best thing to do with that really is to export it or to spread that manure. Um, no sense in spreading that or um, no sense in storing that on the dairy over the winter time. Um, you know, freestall bedding is a different issue, but uh, manure that you're going to spread, you know, it's a good time. Get it out on the cropland or get it exported to a neighbor's property uh, so that it doesn't become a wintertime issue. Definitely. And, and kind of the last, one of the last things, Paul, is just now's a good time. It's, you know, it's getting dark a little bit earlier, but maybe in the early evening, take an extra 20 or 30 minutes, uh, do a walk with your family or hop in the pickup and drive around the dairy and just keep an eye out for a few areas that could use attention, making sure that all your fencing and your gates are up to snuff for the winter time. Make sure that all the fence line manure is cleared. Um, check the areas where your manure is collected. Make sure that they have you know, all the appropriate mechanisms to collect manure and not let it go anywhere else during the winter. Check your troughs for leaks or any issues. Um, check your upslope areas where rainwater may run off and go through your corrals. Make sure that that clean water can be diverted. And then um, any areas where clean runoff is diverted, we need to make sure that those are open and not plugged up by other materials and that water can flow freely away from the dairy as necessary. And then also just all your low spots and grades and slopes in your open lots, double check those, make sure everything is leveled out and it's not gonna cause a big mud hole during the winter time. Yeah, those are all very important things. Uh, like I said, now's the time to do that, not uh, in December when we've got rain. Uh, I've got one last one. Um, so, you know, the water board has required us to come up with an operation and maintenance plan or a water quality plan, depending on what region you're in. Um, but it's good to check those things. They contain a list of the things you need to do before winter and prepare for winter. Um, here in the Central Valley, your operation and maintenance plan would contain how much freeboard your ponds need to have. And again, that's been a big part of that enforcement that I've seen on dairies in the Central Valley. Uh, remember that all manure leaving the production facility needs to be um, 
manifested off uh, with manifests for where it's going uh, and records associated with um, you know, how much you apply to each field and samples of that if you're in the Central Valley also need to be maintained uh, for your annual report. Uh, a lot of this has become routine for folks. Um, I think they're kind of getting it, but you know, we are seeing waterborne enforcement. We are seeing a few cases where there are issues. So uh, we need to make sure that everybody's um, you know, doing these things and um, helping to maintain a good image for our industry. I think uh, you know, even if one dairy um, has issues and goes through enforcement and ends up on the front page of the paper, uh, all dairies suffer from that. And so I think everybody doing these things helps uh, the entire industry. Absolutely. And we will um, make sure that we have a link to our show notes. If you need any of those manifests or any of those record keeping documents, you can visit the CDQAP website. You can also call your BRI or Paul anytime and we could email or mail out some copies of those to you to use on the farm. But it's definitely becoming second nature, even up here on the North Coast. We've been enrolled in a program for about seven years. This year, there's some changes. That's what the meetings this week were all about. But folks know it's time. I'm getting phone calls. Hey, come out. Let's check my manure ponds. Let's take some photos. I need help with my annual report. So it's definitely becoming second nature and, and folks are really on board to make sure that they're doing the best they can to protect water quality. Okay. Great. Thanks so much, Paul. We will, I'm sure, have you back soon, hopefully to talk about some, some good environmental news in the coming weeks. And uh, we really appreciate your time today. Sure. I'm always looking for good news. If I've got it, I will definitely share it with you. Thank you, Melissa. Perfect. Take care, Paul. Thanks again, Paul, for joining us today for those brief reminders for producers regarding their fall water quality requirements. Next, we're going to jump into a little bit of a special segment that we pulled together, including some members, some friends of Western United Dairymen, and co-workers to wish Annie well on her transition to Canada. Yosemite Farm Credit is the farmer's choice for agriculture financing. As a farmer-owned cooperative, we are dedicated to serving our neighbors in the agriculture community with financial products and services tailored to your operation and backed with the relationship you can trust. Whether you're purchasing real estate, making improvements to the dairy, or wanting to purchase or lease equipment, we're here to help our members prosper. Visit our website at yosemitefarmcredit.com to find a branch location nearest you. Hi Annie, congratulations on your new position and your new adventure that you're starting out in in life. Thank you so much for all you've done for uh, our organization, the entire California dairy industry as a whole, we really appreciate it from the bottom of our heart. Uh, you did a fantastic job. I know myself and Lisa, both of us are really going to miss you, uh, especially hanging out at the conventions and the different social events. Uh, we've had a great time. So we're going to miss you. Thanks again for everything you've done. And we're also, of course, going to miss all of your corny jokes. Congratulations, Annie, once again, and we're really going to miss you. Hey Annie, it's Louis Borba. I just want to say thank you for all you've done for West United Dairymen. Really enjoyed having you being part of this organization. Um, we're really going to miss you at the board meetings with your humor and how you add a little spunk to the meetings. Good luck in your new career in Canada and I wish you luck. Thank you. Hi Annie. 
just wanted to thank you so much for your friendship and your service to California dairy farmers for so, so many years. Canada and its dairy farmers are lucky to have you and everyone here is gonna miss you so much. Please stay in touch and keep sending us all of your funny and interesting dairy tidbits because I don't know what I'm gonna do without your column anymore. All the best, Annie. Hi, Annie, this is Devin Gilletti. Um, thinking back of some funny stories, uh, and the one that sticks out the most is how we would dare you before a board meeting to slip the word meow in your market updates. And uh, believe it or not, you used to be able to get about 20 in there, and uh, the other guys wouldn't even notice, and we'd be sitting there just laughing hysterically. So uh, I just wish you all the best in your new life and your new job, and uh, thank you for all your years of service with us. You'll be uh, definitely missed. Yeah. Hey, Annie, Bo Williamson here. Just want to thank you for everything you've done for California agriculture, specifically in the dairy industry. You've been a tremendous resource for me in my uh, career in the dairy industry, and I know for a ton of producers. So I uh, just wish you well. Hope, uh, hope uh, Canada brings uh, a lot of good things for you and your family. And uh, just thank you again for all the time and uh, giving of yourself that you did while you were on board here with Western United. So thanks again and best of luck. Annie, this is Tracy Sparks from Yosemite Farm Credit. Thank you for your many contributions to the dairy industry. We appreciate your knowledge, commitment, and passion for our dairy farmers. We will miss you. From your friends at Yosemite Farm Credit, we wish you much success and happiness in your new role. Okay, this is Dominic and Linda Carnelli. We've been working together with Annie for many years. It's been a true pleasure, Annie, to have you working for us, and you are very, very uh, well-respected in the industry, and particularly at Western United Dairymen. And uh, I'd like to uh, welcome you back to California anytime you come back, and you come by, and we'll have a couple nice glasses of wine. So. Have a great time, and it's been a pleasure to work with you and to be associated with you. Thank you, Annie. Hey, Annie, it's Kayleen. Getting to know you through the Dairy Leaders program was such a pleasure. You made each trip so memorable and fun, especially our adventures in Chicago. Thank you for sharing your immense knowledge of economics with us and for becoming a great friend. I wish you and your family all the best. You will be greatly missed. Hey Annie, it's Megan from Hanson Bridget. I just wanted to wish you all the best on your move back home to Canada. It's been great getting to know you and working with you over the years and I just hope those dairy farmers of Canada appreciate your clever and dry sense of humor as much as we have. Keep in touch. Hi Annie, it's really sad knowing that you're leaving but happy at the time that you are doing what is best for you and your family and never letting go new opportunities in life. You will be missed a lot. It was a great pleasure having you as a co-worker even though through emails oftenly. For me, you're a role model. I know that no one will ever take your place in Western United Dairies. You're unique and awesome. Always remember that. Hey, Annie, it's Cody and Thomas from the Foggy Bottoms. We just wanted to say congratulations on the new gig and thank you for making dairy economics so fun and exciting and interesting for us at all of our meetings. 
and good luck in your new endeavors on the A team. A. Hello, this is Paul Souza from Western United. I'd like to wish Annie uh, well as she uh, moves north to colder climates in Canada. I really want to say that I've really enjoyed working with Annie over the last 10 years um, in traveling to winter member meetings as we've done a lot together where we're trapped in the car together and I am uh, asking her all kinds of economic questions, especially as we've gone through a lot of changes into the federal order. I've really appreciated uh, her knowledge and her wit um, to be able to um, ask questions and really learn about what's going on in economics. And uh, I've gained a, uh, an appreciation of economics and an interest in economics uh, in large part due to Annie. I I've learned a lot of things from her. Uh, one of those things is that Ottawa is the capital of Canada. Uh, Annie likes to ask people because it's interesting as Americans and Canada is our neighbor country, um, Annie has pointed out to me how few Americans know the capital of Canada. Well, uh, that is now burned in my mind, and I will never forget that Ottawa is the capital of Canada. So I'm really going to miss you, Annie. I have really uh, enjoyed working with you and learning from you and having that opportunity. And I really wish you well um, as you uh, transition to your new job and uh, help dairy farmers of Canada. And I'm sure you will apply that same um, integrity and drive and passion that you have had for California dairies to um, Canadian dairies and wish you the best. Thanks again for listening to this week's episode. And kind of as we wrap things up here, I just wanted to share a small reminder and an update from the U.S. Small Business Administration. In consultation with the Treasury Department, today they released a simpler loan forgiveness application for the Paycheck Protection Program, also known as the PPP, of $50,000 or less. This action streamlines the PPP forgiveness process to provide financial and administrative relief to America's smallest businesses, while also ensuring sound stewardship of taxpayer dollars. These SBA and Treasury have also eased the burden on PPP lenders, allowing the lenders to process forgiveness applications more swiftly. SBA began approving PPP forgiveness applications and remitting forgiveness payments to PPP lenders for the borrowers on October 2nd of 2020. They'll continue to process all the PPP forgiveness applications quickly. And if you have any questions or need links to any of these resources regarding PPP loans, you can look in the show notes. Absolutely. And we will also make sure to have those on our website and Darby and I will have those available if a member just wants to reach out via email, but really good news for producers that took advantage of that PPP loan um, was really helpful for a lot of folks. And now it's going to be a little bit easier to deal with. A huge thank you again to all of our contributors for making this week's episode possible. And a huge thanks to all of our sponsors, especially PG&E and Yosemite Farm Credit. If you'd like information on sponsorship or how to advertise on our podcast, please reach out to our office at info at wudairies.com or give them a call at 209-527-6453. And we just want to really give one last big thank you and shout out to everyone who contributed in wishing Annie farewell. But also Darby, we just want to give one last shout out to Annie. And before I get too emotional here, we just want to say thank you to Annie for everything over the years. We're gonna miss you and you keep telling us you're just an email away. So be prepared for an onslaught <laughs> of emails over the next couple of weeks as we realize how much extra you did for our organization and our membership. 
So wishing you a ton of luck and just a great time in Canada. And I think as one of our contributors earlier said, we can't wait to have you uh, come back to California in, the, in a few years, hopefully. While West United Dairies respects the varied views of our podcast guests, please know that views expressed on Seen and Heard may not necessarily reflect the positions of the West United Dairies Board of Directors. Thank you to Western United Dairies' generous 2020 business sponsors, Gar Bennett, California Dairy Magazine, Farm Credit Alliance, FNR Ag Services, Moss Energy Works, Bennett Environmental, PG&E, and Yosemite Farm Credit. We appreciate our sponsors and thank them for their continued support. If you'd like more information on how to sponsor Western United Dairies or this podcast, please send us an email at info at wudairies.com. That's info at wudairies.com. Thank you.